Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Give Jesus another mighty hand Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. At the center of it all, it's you that I see. It's you that I see. Is there anybody who can sing that with me this morning? Come on. At the center of it all, it's you that I see. It's you that I see. Sing it again with me at the center of it all. Come on. At the center of it all. It's you that I see. 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 Sing it again at the center of it all. At the center of it all. It's you that I see. Oh yeah. It's you that I see. Can somebody testify? There is power. There is power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. Miracles happen in your name. As we lift our voice and pray.
worship you Lord today and this morning we want to echo the words that those Greeks who came to look for you what they said when they saw Philip they said to him we will see Jesus this morning our desire is to see Jesus to experience his glory to experience his power to experience his presence and so Jesus may we experience you today may the sweet Holy Spirit brood over us and reveal the Father and the Son unto us and may our gathering here today be a wonderful experience of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ thank you Father for what you would do in our midst today in Jesus mighty name let everybody say Amen Amen why don't you clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus Hallelujah God bless you you may be seated And this morning, I'm going to share a message with you that I have titled, Jesus Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Somebody say with me, Jesus Christ... Is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Say it again. Jesus Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Please turn your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And we are reading from verse 21 to verse 24. And I would like this morning to read from the Good News Translation of the Bible. I've swept you. Ask your neighbor, have you found 1 Corinthians? Ask, ask your neighbor, ask him or her, have you found 1 Corinthians? Tell your neighbor, please show it to me in your Bible. Does your neighbor have a Bible? Your, your neighbor doesn't have a Bible. Anything you feel like saying to your neighbor, say it. And I will permit you to insult your neighbor this morning. Ah, the other day, did Jesus not go to whip people in the church? If whipping can be allowed, then for righteous reasons, insults can be allowed. I can see that you don't agree with my doctrine. It's okay, forget it. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21 For God in his wisdom made it impossible for people to know him by means of their own wisdom. Instead by means of the so called foolish message we preach God decided to save those who believe Jesus Jews want miracles for proof and Greeks look for wisdom as for us, we proclaim the crucified Christ. A message that is offensive to the Jews. 
and nonsense to the Gentiles. But verse 24. But for those whom God has called, both Jews and Gentiles, this message is Christ who is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This message is Christ. Jesus Christ. Who is the power of God and the wisdom of God. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. Paul writes a letter to the church in Corinth. God inspired him to write that letter. And in this part of the letter that he wrote, he revealed something very important. That God has determined that for anybody to be saved, whoever it is, that person must believe in the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified. If you believe this message with all your heart, if you confess Jesus with your mouth, then you will be saved. This is what God has determined. And God is God. God is sovereign. And nobody can change what God has set in place. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. Now there are some people who struggle with this. And so in what we read, it talked about the struggles of the Jews. And there are some people who have a Jewish mindset. You see, the Jews believed that the Savior was going to be a great and powerful warrior. Who was going to come and save them from their Roman oppressors. So the, their idea of their savior was like a blow man in an action film. Yeah. Who are some of the blow men you know? You mentioned Bruce Lee. Who else do you know? Van Damme. Jet Li. Jackie Chan. Who? Jack Pa. Who is that guy that you've always been mentioning? Anytime I ask for a blow man, you could cook from point especially. You mentioned Jack. Who is he? Because I know blow men, but I don't know this particular one. These are blow men. And how many of you know that a blow man cannot die? Any action film that the blow man dies is not a proper action film. Ah, how can a blow man die? This was the problem of the Jews. That they say a blow man has come. And the blow man, he died. And even the death that he died was not an honorable death. They crucified him naked as a banana on a tree. And so to them, what kind of blow man is this? So when you talk about Jesus and him crucified, that he's the way to God and he's the way of salvation, they have a problem accepting that. Then there are those who have the Greek mindset. So then this thing of you have to believe in somebody who was crucified, who died, and you'll be saved. To them, it is nonsense. Because the Greeks believed in wisdom. Natural wisdom. They believed in human efforts. They believed in good works. Now, if you talk about good works, and you talk about people working hard to do what is right. They can relate with that. But when you tell them that by grace are you saved through faith. 
which is the message of Jesus, they cannot relate with it. But ladies and gentlemen, what you think or what you don't think does not matter. What matters is what God has set in place. And God has set in place that Jesus Christ, the preaching of the cross, is the yardstick for salvation. You can either accept it or you can reject it. If you accept it, you will be saved. If you reject it, you will perish. Simple and plain. Hallelujah. Amen. But now Paul moves to verse number 24. And then he makes a powerful statement there. And that statement has a great revelation for you and I. He says Jesus Christ is the power of God. And he is the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ. Is the power of God. And he is the wisdom of God. Now what does this really mean? The basic interpretation of this. Is that Jesus is the power of God. Sent to save mankind. From sin. From destruction. And from calamity. And so when he says Jesus is the power of God. That is what it means. That he is the power of God that saves a person from his sins. And saves a person from perishing. And from being destroyed. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. And then when he goes on to say that Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. What he's saying is that he is God's secret plan to save the world. That Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God and he is his secret plan that he put in place to save the world. To help you understand that, will you please stand with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 reading from verse 7 to 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 reading from verse 7 to 8 again from the good news translation that's good you stayed there but after this no more good news I mean still good news but no more good news I mean still good news the wisdom I proclaim is God's secret wisdom which is hidden from human beings but which he had already chosen for our glory even before the world was made none of the rulers of this world knew this wisdom if they had known it they would not have crucified the lord of glory again Paul is explaining something very profound he's explaining that God had a certain wisdom and plan in place this plan was in Jesus and this plan was that Jesus was going to come and take our place and die for us on the cross of Calvary and through his death you and I will be saved but this plan this hidden wisdom of God was not known to men and it was certainly not known to the rulers of this world it was not known to the principalities and the powers that rule this world and the Bible says if they had known it they would never have crucified the Lord of glory one of the greatest in fact the greatest mistake that Satan ever made 
was in motivating the people to kill Jesus. When Jesus rose from the dead, I believe he cried, Ma, Ma, Ma. And he cried, Ajay Menumiho, Ajay Menumiho, Ajay Menumiho. Why? Because through the death of Jesus, our salvation was worked out. And through the death of Jesus, you and I were set free. And if we believe in this Jesus, and we believe in him crucified, then we are saved. How many are glad that you are saved? Clap your hands and celebrate your salvation. And so Paul says, Jesus Christ is the power of God and he is the wisdom of God. But beyond this basic interpretation of this statement, there is yet another powerful truth that I want to draw your attention to. When we say that Jesus Christ is the power of God and he is the wisdom of God. By this statement, Paul is showing us that in Christ Jesus, you and I, we have access to two very important forces which can cause us to overcome in this life. Which can cause us to be victorious in this life. Which can cause us to progress and cause us to advance. That if we can receive this powerful revelation that Jesus Christ is the power of God and he's the wisdom of God. If we can believe in it, then we can have access to two very important forces which are the power of God and the wisdom of God. Through this powerful forces, we can become overcomers in this life. We can become victorious in this life. We can progress and advance in this life. Somebody shout the power of God. And somebody shout the wisdom of God. And say again with me, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Is the power of God and He is the wisdom of God. Now, hear me, my friends. In this life, we will encounter situations. We will have to deal with different things. We will have to fight certain battles. We will have to face certain challenges. That is the reality of life. I wish I could tell you that everything is going to be rosy and smooth sailing for you, especially now that you are saved and born again. But I regret to inform you today that that's not how it works out. For as long as we live in this world, as long as we remain here, we will have to fight some fights. We will have to deal with certain challenges. We will have to confront certain problems. And we will have to deal with certain situations. And I want you to understand that when you get this revelation of Jesus Christ being the power of God and the wisdom of God you are going to have access to these two powerful forces that can change your life that can change your situation and that can give you victory in this life ladies and gentlemen in this life we will meet situations some of these situations the only thing that can deal with them is the power of God 
in this life also, we will meet other situations. The only thing that can help you deal is the wisdom of God. And in some of the situations, you are going to need a combination the power of God and the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Now, when I talk about needing the power of God to deal with certain situations in our lives, I'm talking about where God's might and strength are released on your behalf to deal with that situation and that problem. And God deals with it in the form of a miracle or a sign or a wonder because a miracle is God's intervention in a situation or in an event which cannot be explained in scientific terms or by human reason. That's what a miracle is. And I'm explaining to you that there are some of the situations that we meet in life. The only thing that can bring us through is the power of God. That is God's strength and might. Working miracles and doing great wonders and doing great works in our lives to give us the victory. So there are situations like that that only the power of God can deal with. There are other situations as I've explained that it is the wisdom of God that is what is needed to deal with that situation. And when I talk about the wisdom of God I'm talking about a certain ability that comes from God. And that ability is revealed through intelligence, through knowledge, through understanding, through practical skills, through discretion, and through diligence. That is what the wisdom of God means. Because wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge, to apply understanding, to apply experience, to apply common sense, and to apply insights. That is what wisdom is. And when I talk about the wisdom of God, I'm talking about where God enables you through knowledge, through understanding, through practical skills to have victory in this life. And this wisdom comes from above. And this wisdom is available in Christ Jesus. Because all the treasures of wisdom are hidden in him. And there are certain situations in our lives that what is needed and what will bring the solution is the wisdom of God as found in Christ Jesus. Somebody say again with me, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, to help you to understand what I'm saying, let me show you different examples in scripture and in these examples in some of the cases you will see the power of God at work to deal with a situation in some of them you will see the wisdom of God dealing with a situation and then in others you will see a combination of the power of God and the wisdom of God Exodus chapter 14 reading from verse 15 New Living Translation this is the story of when the people of Israel got to the Red Sea 
And they were faced with a very frightening problem. God had taken them out of the land of Egypt through the leadership of Moses. And they had set off on a journey to the promised land. As they were traveling, they had some commotion coming from behind them way off. And when they turned to check, it was Pharaoh who had had a change of mind that he had made a mistake in letting the people go. And so he had sent his armies to go back and and just gather them and bring them back to bondage. Now this was a serious problem. So their left were mountains. To their right were mountains. Behind them were the armies of Egypt. And in front of them was the Red Sea. For them to escape to the mountains on their left and on their right. It was going to be impossible. Because they had old men and women. Amongst them. They had animals. Cows. Goats. Sheep. Maybe camels. Chickens. And all these animals. How were they going to be able to escape in time before the armies of Egypt get to them? And they couldn't imagine that they had to go back. The only thing that was ahead of them was the Red Sea. How are they going to cross the Red Sea? And how are they going to escape? Exodus 14, 15 to 18. This is what happened to, to see them through and that solved that problem for them. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops. His chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. That day, one of the greatest miracles ever occurred. The sea was parted into two. A highway, a dual carriageway was created on the floor of the seabed. And this was how God rescued his people. The greatest mistake that the armies of Egypt made was to follow them. I don't know who advised them. Have you seen a road through the sea before? A road has been created through the sea. The question you should ask yourself, who created it? And that person, is he for me? Or is he against me? 
They followed. And that day, an entire army of the superpower of that time was wiped completely off the face of the earth. Now, that is God. I said, that is God. When he's fighting your battles for you, I said, when he's fighting your battles for you, the outcome and the results are emphatic. He reveals his mighty power and strength and deals with a situation in so emphatic a way that the only explanation you can give to it is that this is God. That this is God. May this God step into any such situation of your life. If you are encountering any impossible situation in this life where nothing else can help you, may you experience the power of God. That power that is in Christ Jesus. May that power be deployed on your behalf. And may that power see you through and bring you out of a complex problem. Lift up your hand and say I receive it in Jesus. I receive it in Jesus. Nehemiah chapter 4. I'm showing you examples of where the power of God was displayed and it brought a breakthrough and where the wisdom of God was what brought the breakthrough. And here in Nehemiah chapter 4 now the story here is that Nehemiah, Nehemiah had received a commission from God to go back and rebuild the broken walls of Jerusalem. And so he gathered some people and they returned. Somebody's daughter is looking for their father. <laughs> Leave her alone. Let her be free in the house of the Lord. They encountered a lot of opposition. There was this guy called Sambalat. If you born a boy, never call him Sambalat. Or Tobiah. But there are people called Tobias. You may consider changing that name. But I don't know what Tobias means. Maybe it has a good meaning. These guys and some other people decided to oppose the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. And they hatched a plan to disturb the work to go and attack Nehemiah and his team and stop them from rebuilding the walls. But Nehemiah got to hear about their plans. Verse 15 of Nehemiah chapter 4. When our enemies heard that we knew of their plans. And that God had frustrated them. We all returned to our work on the wall. Now notice something. But from then on. Only half my men worked while the other half stood guard with spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. The leaders stationed themselves behind the people of Judah who were building the wall. And the laborers carried on their work with one hand supporting their load. And one hand holding a weapon. So one hand was carrying mortar. Carrying stones. Carrying sand. And the other hand was carrying a sword and a spear. Now hear this. 
It was God who sent Nehemiah to rebuild the walls. But when he came under attack, God did not display power. What did he do? He gave Nehemiah wisdom. Wisdom to build and wisdom to be on guard. So protect yourself. So in this particular account, what brought the breakthrough was not really the power of God as revealed in a miracle. But it was the wisdom of God which directed the people to work and then also to protect themselves. Somebody said the wisdom of God. Matthew chapter 2 verse 13 to 15 After the wise men were gone an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream Get up flee to Egypt with the child and his mother the angel said stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him that night Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary his mother and they stayed there until Herod's death and this fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet I called my son out of Egypt now this is Jesus the son of God he had just been born a little baby when news came that Herod was out to kill the child I would have thought that God would have sent legions of angels to come and camp around the child to protect the child. But that's not what God did. He rather spoke to Joseph in a dream. And his directive to Joseph was run he said run baby run 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 now this was the wisdom of God it was not the power of God God did not display power in this situation he displayed wisdom which was revealed through the dream that was given to Joseph and this was what saved the child that had been born. And so in this particular situation, God decided not to use power, but he decided to use wisdom. Can I have an amen from somebody? He could have used power, but he chose wisdom. And he decided that wisdom was what was needed. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Kings chapter 4. I am showing you examples where for some of them you can see that is the power of God that brought the breakthrough. In other situations you can see that is the wisdom of God that brought the breakthrough. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 1. New Living Translation. One day the widow of a member of a group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out. My husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come. Threatening to take my two sons as slaves. May God deliver you from all creditors. Amen. And may God save you from the people you owe. Amen. And may God help you to pay what you owe. Amen. Don't pray that your creditor should die. 
Because some, some of you, that's the only prayer you are praying. Kill, oh God. Kill. 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 Let him get COVID and die. Not the ordinary kind. Omicron. So as you are praying, you are mentioning specific things that should kill your predator. Why, why, why are you doing that? Rather believe God to make a way for you so that whatever you owe will be settled. May God bring you out of debt. Amen. If your amen is louder than your friend, your deliverance will be Because the economy is too much. Because of that, I can't stay in your house. Always hiding. When you hear a knock at your door, you get running stomach. You are always sending your children to go and tell the watch seller who is knocking at your door that you are not there. Then in innocence he goes to go and tell the watch seller my mommy says that I should come and tell you that she is not there. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me. What do you have in the house? Nothing at all. Except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said. Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons. And shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars. Setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her. And she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar. She said to one of her sons. There aren't any more he told her and then the olive oil stopped flowing when she told the man of God what had happened he said to her now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over hallelujah now what do you call this power miracle Hallelujah. Amen. So she was owing. And God did a miracle on her behalf. And she was able to settle her debts. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, write this down. Genesis 30, verse 35 to 40. Genesis 30, 35 to 40. Here you find the story of Jacob. Who went to live with his uncle Laban and served him 14 years? One day he went to see his uncle that I've been working for you for many years. Where is my reward? Where is my pay? His uncle said to him, It is true. You've served me faithfully. I don't have any complaints. So what do you want as wages? Jacob said to him, let us have an arrangement that out of your sheep and goats, all the ones that are spotted, and that are speckled, and that are black, let all such sheep and goats be mine and then the rest should be yours now usually you don't have goats and sheep that are spotted you don't have goats and sheep that are spotted 
and that are speckled it's, it's not the usual thing usually it is one particular color so obviously what Jacob was asking for was very few compared to the to the to the to the rest of the sheep and the goats. But that is what he asked for. Now, do you know what Laban did? Even before the agreement was implemented, he sent his sons that quickly go through my flocks and take out all the spotted ones all the black ones take them far away three days journey from where we are so what it meant was that as Jacob now goes back to go and take his wages there is not even one spotted one and there is not even one black one there was not one black goat not even one Jacob said eh and then God gave him wisdom it sounds like apa yes but this is what he did my time is up but he got some branches from different trees and then he peeled off some of the barks of the branches and exposed the white part. And he put them in the water bowls that the sheep and the goats come to drink from. And usually the sheep and the goats, it is around the water bowls that is where they mate. Now, I don't know where he got this idea from. But it must have come from God. And the result of it was that as they come to drink and as they come to meet their eyes are on the, on, if you like, the black and white of the branches in the water. Boats. When they give birth all the the, the, the lambs and the kids is that the name of the child of a goat kid mm. all the lambs and the kids ended up becoming spotted or black that was the wisdom of God and through that Jacob prospered big time now with this one we can say that it was like the wisdom of God that God gave to him that caused him to prosper. In the example of the widow, it was the power of God that solved her problems and her needs. One last example that I can give you. Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah. And you can read about it in Genesis chapter 18. They didn't have a child. And they were very old. Now God comes to Abraham. And tells him. You will have a child. This was when he was 99 years old. Now when God said this to him. Sarah heard it. And then she started laughing. She laughed. And this is what she said. Now that I am old. And my husband's strength is finished. Is it now that we are going to lie together? And then we are going to have, we are going to have a child? At this our age? Because Abraham was 99. And Sarah was 89. Now imagine an 89 year old woman. So the man is 99 and the woman is 89. There are some things at that age you don't do. 
Even walking is a problem. If you don't take care, you get stroke. If you try and do things that you are not supposed to do. Sarah knew that that prophecy that had come it was a prophecy and it was God who was going to make it happen. But she and her husband will have to do the do. She knew that. I can imagine her in her tent laughing her head off. I can see her carrying her flat breast that is looking like tatali and tossing it like this that is this the breast that is going to give milk to a child that is going to be born at my old age I mean how but it happened I said it happened and they had a child and they called him Isaac, my friend Isaac, which means God has caused me to laugh. May God do a miracle in your life. Amen. That will cause you to laugh for joy. Amen. But ladies and gentlemen, in this case, it was a combination of the power of God and the wisdom of God. God was the one who made it happen because she was past child giving. But God wanted to do something in their lives. But there was something they also had to do in order for what God wanted to do to happen. And so it was a combination of the power of God and the wisdom of God. The last example, Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was a virgin. And you read about this in Luke chapter 1, verse 34 to 35. She had never known any man. Until Gabriel comes to her and tells her, You are going to have a child. She says, Me? She says, She said, You. I said, I don't, I don't know a man. I'm a virgin. How is it possible? And this is what Gabriel told her. Gabriel said to her, he said the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and you'll be called the Son of God. Jesus did not have an earthly father in that sense. And Joseph was not the biological father of Jesus. The pregnancy of Mary was a miracle. It was the power of God at work. There was no medical science involved in it. Jesus was not born through a sperm coming to meet an egg. By a supernatural occurrence, the seed was planted in Mary's womb. Compared to Sarah, Sarah and Abraham had a child in their old age. It was a miracle in a certain sense. But there were things they had to do to make the miracle happen. And so it was a combination of the power of God and the wisdom of God. But in the case of Mary, it was just raw power that was at work. And it was a total miracle. So what am I saying to you? I'm explaining to you that in your life, and in the different situations to deal with in your life if you can believe that Jesus Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God and if you can discern what is needed for your particular situation and you can believe God for that you will receive your blessing you will receive your breakthrough you will receive your deliverance and you will receive your liberation can I have an amen from somebody and that is why you can look at the different situations of your life 
if you take your marriage there are some marital situations that it will only take the power of God to solve the problem but there are some situations that you need the wisdom of God and that wisdom of God will teach you to be patient that wisdom will teach you to be kind that wisdom will teach you to forgive that wisdom will teach you to be long suffering that wisdom will teach you to accept certain situations that is what will see you through the marriage the wisdom of God but in some situations it is only the power of God that can turn the situation around there are some health related problems where some of the situations it is only God but in some of the situations you have to use the wisdom that God has given the medical sciences to be able to get your breakthrough there are some situations that God will deal with and then your problem will be gone. But there are some situations where you would have to take medicine. There are some situations where you may have to go through a surgery. But what you have to understand that even for the surgery to work God's hand must be inside it. And that's why you should receive a spirit of discernment to know when really you should believe God for a miraculous healing and when you should believe that this thing do what the doctors say you should do and you will get your relief. When the prophet Isaiah went to tell Hezekiah who was sick that he was going to die and then God changed his mind he was sick when it was time to heal him it was not a miracle that healed him Isaiah showed them to organize some leaves and they made some ointment and applied to wherever the problem was and that is how he became healed but we've read of many instances in scripture where Jesus healed people miraculously and so you need to understand that for some of our health challenges it is the power of God that can bring the breakthrough or it is the wisdom of God that will bring your academic work you have to understand look as I stand here today there are some exams that I have passed that I knew that it was a miracle have you written an exam before that as you were answering the questions you now you know that this paper I have failed how many have written an exam like that before yeah now have you ever had a situation where you passed an exam that you thought you had failed my answer to that is it is a miracle but you cannot also decide that because God does miracles like that when you are in school you won't learn you just be praying binding the examiner binding your lectures instead of sitting down to read and study you have gone for all night meetings and you have there, Father, in the name of Jesus, oh, yes, as I write the exam, may every wrong answer <laughs> become a correct answer. I want you to touch the hand of the examiner. When it's about to mark me wrong, may he mark me correct. I bind his hand. I bind his hand. I bind his hand. Fire! 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 Hey! Stop that rough day. Go and learn. 
Because what you see you through is the wisdom of God. It's the wisdom of God. So today, today I have shared with you about Christ Jesus, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. My prayer for you that whatever situations you are dealing with, because you are in Christ Jesus, if it is the power of God you need, may that power be unleashed on your behalf. If it is the wisdom of God you need, may that wisdom be revealed in your life. May every situation confronting you be arrested and dealt with through Christ Jesus, who is the power of God and is the wisdom of God. Rise to your feet, put your hands together and let us know the sense. Hallelujah. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You are here today. Or you may be watching me. Through our live stream. Maybe you are watching this clip later on. But I want to say to you that Jesus Christ is still the answer for the world today. And God has determined that when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, when you believe that he is the Son of God, and when you open your heart to him, then will you be saved. I want to ask you, have you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior? Because it's when you accept him as your Lord, as your Savior, that is when he comes into your life. And that is when you can experience the power of God and the wisdom of God. Today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for Jesus to come into your heart to change your life for the better. I want to pray that his love and help will reach out to you As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, lift it up very clearly. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Lift it up clearly. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. Now, if you've lifted your hands, I want you to do one more thing. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Just walk from where you are. And just come and meet me in front here. If you lifted your hands, come right now. Come and stand right in front here facing me. If you lifted your hands, come. Don't be shy. Clap for them as they come. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. I surrender all. Now, pray this prayer with me. Close your eyes and pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Everybody say it again. Heavenly Father. Today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. From today, I give my heart to Jesus and I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. From today, I will serve Jesus. I will follow him for the rest of my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. 
God bless you.